I'm going to be trying to go to bed tonight and I'll just, my eyes will pop open. Be like, shyness. 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 Wait, hold on. I need to make my screen bigger. There you are. Hi. <laughs> Hi. It was small. Like I had, you know, like the little mini Zoom player. That's the default. Forgot to click the little full screen. Mm. Anyway. Um, anyway. <laughs> this is episode 11. We've been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's been actually two months to the day since the first episode. What? Well, we've been doing this for longer than two months, but two months ago, the first episode dropped. Yes. On March 17th. Wow. Yep. Can you believe? Mm-hmm. Can you believe? Wow. Congrats yeah. to us. Yes. Um, how are you doing? Um, I am well. Yeah. <laughs> I Nothing had mac significant. and cheese and chicken nuggets for dinner tonight. I had chicken tendies for dinner, but I made them myself. They were homemade. Wow, chef Gordon Ramsay over here. I actually took a really good picture of him. Let me get it out real quick. Wow. I hand breaded them and everything. I made some home fries and asparagus. Dang. So nothing else, nothing notable in your life? No. <laughs> she says <with> a <laughs> yawn. I'm actually kind of on the same page. I only have one thing to share really, which I already shared with you in an audio note but i got my playstation back today oh right right it's a good day (laughs) i i I missed her yeah it was uh, no i'm not gonna okay i'm not gonna be dramatic and like tie my happiness to an object but it is something i use literally every day you know it's like your pink shoes you love those pink Uh, shoes okay (laughs) yeah so so yeah i do have an attachment to this object i'm glad she's back and i'm glad that it cost me a third of what they quoted me yeah, that's pretty awesome, actually. Wow. Although they couldn't quite tell me exactly what the issue was. He said the, that there was a black dust on the inside of the console. So they <gasps> did a... I hope you didn't have roaches. Well, I asked... No, I asked him all these questions because he was like, we did an ultrasound. They use ultrasound to get the a dust out of all <laughs> little parts. He said, we did that. And then we, we doused it in alcohol and it's working fine. I'm like, okay, well, what is that black dust? He's like, um, are you a smoker? I said, no. He said, do you live in like a older apartment built? And I was like, it's older, but they, they renovated it like in the last decade. So he said, well, I don't know what it is, but it's fixed. And I said, okay. I mean, you've had that for a long time, right? That, well, yeah, I brought that up too. I said, I've had it for over three years. Is that part of it? He's like, eh, I mean, it could be. <laughs> um, but the, the good thing is that they have a lifetime warranty on the repair. So literally like if it breaks a year and a half from now, I can take it back to them and it'll be like, well, they didn't mention the cost, but I'm assuming it will be reduced or free or something like that. Who knows? But they were very good. And I, I don't normally write reviews, but maybe I should write them a five-star review on the Google. Maybe you should. That would be nice. They were very good to me and my, my PS4. I'm glad she's back and safe and healthy. Yeah. And I'm glad that she, um, I was able to get her before my trip because I don't really have time tomorrow or Wednesday. Cause I'm going to be with Nick in DC and then Thursday morning, I'm leaving it to ask Kakadon. So I was like, today's the last day. Otherwise it's going to be a minute before I can get her. 
So as fate would have it, Tony came through. Big shouts to our guy, Tony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but everything else is going pretty okay. I'm looking forward to the trip next week. Well, it's this week, actually. I leave Thursday morning. Yeah, I can't believe it. I can't um, believe it. Yeah, I mean, you won't see me until Saturday, but I got right. a whole journey and excursion ahead of me. I have basically four legs to this trip since I'm driving from here to Detroit and then Detroit to Milwaukee and then Milwaukee to Ohio and then Ohio back to here. So that'll be a lot, but I'm sure it'll be enjoyable. It'll be a good time. Yeah. And speaking of uh, your little peanut that just entered the frame, I can't wait to meet her for the first time. Yeah. She's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) She growled on cue. Yeah. (laughs) She's being naughty. Well, she didn't go to daycare today because we're recording on a Monday. Yeah, I did take her to the park right before this, but um, apparently that wasn't enough. Is it nice outside? Because I was looking at the weather for when I'm going to be there and it's like rain, clouds, 60 degrees. It was um, close to 70 today, if not 70. It was beautiful. Hold on. Let me recheck my weather. My neighbor was doing yoga on her balcony. Not that oh. I watch, but I could just see it from my personal view. So, okay, yeah, here's the weather for when I'm going to be there. Saturday, you know, granted, it's going to be a high of 80 and, and mostly sunny, but then Sunday on me, my actual birthday, rain, and then Monday, cloudy, Tuesday, rain, Wednesday, rain, and cold. So, thanks a lot, Milwaukee. You really are giving me a warm welcome. <laughs> I mean, would it be Milwaukee if the weather wasn't randomly chaotic? Very true. Detroit's going to be hot though. When I get in, uh, well, I get in on Thursday, but Friday, it's going to be like 90 degrees. So I'm going to pack all sorts of clothing for my excursion. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to. <laughs> but anyway, shall we jump to our, our topic for the day? Sure. Um, so we're talking about hustle culture, which is kind of a branched discussion from work culture and capitalism one percent you know things we've discussed before but we're going to go into a little bit more nitty-gritty on like hostile culture which is right it's it's built into work culture but it's a little bit different i actually had a funny conversation with morgan yesterday about um people hustling and sometimes people's hustles are like reselling shit on etsy that they bought on shein and then saying that it's handmade (laughs) there's someone on tiktok who like makes videos of them reporting people who basically just buy stuff on shein and then resell them on etsy and say that it's like a handmade product yeah we talked about that um during the fashion episode well well, at least you enlightened me to that where like people will do that sort of thing and that i didn't really know about that before you mentioned it Okay, sorry. <laughs> okay, why don't you get us started since you took a okay. lot of notes? Um, I did take a lot of notes. Well, first of all, the first note I wrote is that hustle culture is obviously a product of capitalism. Let's just get that out of the way because everything's a product of capitalism and we're not the biggest fans We've of capitalism. We've been new. We've yeah. been new. So I didn't feel like I need to write that bullet, but I did anyway. Um, I also included a, tr- a tweet um, that I found on one of my favorite subreddits, uh, which is r-anti-work. Check it yeah. out if you don't like capitalism. It's very good. Um, 
but yeah, there's a tweet I found. It says, the worst capitalist brainwash is being proud of your own exploitation. Saying you've worked 80-hour weeks since you turned 17 isn't a flex. It's sad. And I just thought this was a good thing to discuss because it it, it underlies the, the, the whole, like, I guess, a theme of hustle culture, which is just, like, taking pride in overworking yourself. And I don't yeah. get that. Well, and I feel like it's very in with the times right now, because as you know, a lot of restaurant workers aren't wanting to go back to work because they can make more money off of unemployment. And I mean, who wants to work in the restaurant industry? I don't know. But um, I think it's timely because a lot of people are starting to realize that it is effed up. It's not cool, not cute. Um and it's just, and then like, there are other people, I feel like there's the two sides uh, to the society where it's like, there are the people that are like, yeah, no, I'm not going to go back to work. Fuck that. And then there's people that are like, why doesn't anyone want to work? Don't you want to hustle and make your money? Like, do you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing it, they've been, it really is kind of a brainwashing. Like I genuinely believe people that are so up on hustling and like, you know, work, 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 got to get that coin. I got to work. And they talk about it all the time. Like that's their lifestyle. I think that's their brainwashed. Like, I, I mean, I'm not sorry to say it, but it's like, we've gotten to the point where you, okay. And this is different than like, if you're one of the lucky people that actually gets to make money off of what they love to do. I'm talking about people who are like working in a fucking accounting job and then have a side gig as like a wedding photographer and they work 70 hours a week. And or like artists who actually make money, like visual artists who actually can like break in dough from their art. Like that's the dream, honestly. Yeah, but I'm talking about people who who aren't necessarily doing what they love and they're they're peddling this hustle culture and that they love it so much and like, oh, the grind, worship the grind. It's like that is that's you've been brainwashed like you've been brainwashed what are you doing and, what are you actually doing yeah. with your life besides serving others right when it's okay to be like proud of your work but to like shame other people for like not wanting to be like servants of capitalism is is brainwashing like you oh, yeah we'll get to you, that yeah it's it's just like you're in too deep now <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> um but yeah, so I also wrote this little blurb at the beginning because I don't know, I think this episode is like when we when we're getting into the specifics of hustle culture, obviously I cared about work culture, but this topic is really meaningful to me because I really do think it's like complete bullshit. Um, and I said this, I, I was just editing our last episode today, our college episode, and I said this a little bit in that episode where like, I'm not, I, I'm a competitive person, but only when it comes to like games and activities, I'm very competitive. But other than that, I don't feel competitive at all. Like I don't, I, I don't have any urges when it comes to like work or my career or whatever to just like go out there and hustle and be, and be competitive in that way. Just because part of me is like the pessimistic side of me always has this thought in the back of my head where I, I kind of ask myself, what's the point? Like there's all this competition. It's so hard for college educated folks under 40 to like get a job that right. pays them well, that has good benefits, let alone like something you actually care about, you know, go back to the work culture episode. And I rant about that as well, but like, I don't know, it, it's gotten to the point where 
in order to maintain my mental health, I have to like force myself to chill out over those things. Um, and that's why I do, I do get passionate about when someone's like, oh, if you don't love your job, then why are you in it? Maybe you should find something else. It's like, no, I enjoy being comfortable. I can do my job. I enjoy living. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to go back out there into that world right now. Like it's, it's, it's a combination of scary, stressful, unnecessary. Like, I just think it's sad right. that we've gotten to this point where it takes so much energy just to survive. And by that, I mean, it takes so much energy to work, to get money, to survive. It's sad mm-hmm. that we've gotten to the point and I have a good compared to people. You know, there are people that are out there right. working corporate jobs that ask them to work 60 hours a week. And then they have a side gig, but keep in mind too, that I'm also like, I'm purposefully limiting myself because I feel like my brain can't take that. I'm just not one of those people. And I never will be. Yeah. I, when I was in, this is like, maybe not a good example, but when I was in high school, for some reason, I decided to work two jobs. Um, that was interesting. Um, that was when I was at justice and hosting birthday parties at a local game and restaurant venue, I guess you could call it. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that was not cool and it was very unnecessary and I don't know why I needed to do that, but I think I just like felt better about myself being like, yeah, I have two jobs. And then I realized like, why are you doing this literally? So then I quit one of them and I was like, that was stupid. Why did you do that? (laughs) Yeah. And if I, if I didn't make this clear enough, I was just thinking about this. Like we are privileged, you know, we're privileged to not have to work multiple jobs. I obviously there's millions of people out there that have to work multiple jobs to support themselves or their family to pay their bills. Like I get that, but, um, we're more so in this episode talking about people that fostered an obsession with work for work's sake, not necessarily because they have to support right. themselves, right. but it's like, you know, it's, it, again, it's about the hustle. It's like, it has to do with forming connections and making as much money as possible and all that shit. So that's what we're talking about. Not necessarily working multiple jobs because you have to. And you know what I noticed? I feel like I've noticed that the competitiveness and the like hustle starts with like internship culture. And I I tried my best to make sure my interns knew that they didn't have to like compete with each other for attention or for projects or anything. Like y'all are all going to be doing the same thing. It's fine. But also like, I, I feel like they, they kind of with unpaid internships, it's like, it's so unfair and gross and ridiculous and a little bit like racist. We'll talk about that. I mean, we don't have to talk about that later, but just Google it if you don't know. <laughs> um, but like, I feel like that's where it starts. Like make planting the seeds of like, you you have to work and you can work for no money, but still it's rewarding and you can gain experience. And it's like, for what? Like, what? no. Well, it's interesting you said, you think it starts with internship culture, which is valid because all those things are truly true. But I actually put in that all and I think it starts in college or at least college. Like, I mean, yeah, like college this. internships. Yeah. But college itself too. It's like, think about when you, when, when you're in high school, just because of like media and what maybe your older friends say and what family says, like all nighters and lack of sleep and all that is, are they're just kind of givens when you're going into college. And it's, that's part of this idea of like the grind, like college. It's like glamorized too, like in media. Yeah. People are like, oh my God, college. Like, yeah, I stayed up all night. Like, <laughs> yeah, just it, like horrible work-life balance is very glamorized in the media when actually like you do it and you're like, that sucks. It's glamorized by everybody. Like, you know, think about how many people, like your parents or older siblings or whatever, 
think about the stories where they're like, oh, college, the best years of your life, like all the things you're going to do in college. But really what they're, <laughs> what, they're, what they're alluding to is, is the burnout that comes with college, or they're just, they're just ignorant of what college is really like today. But yeah, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. College was really fun. And I'll probably never have that much fun in like a condensed period of time as I did in college. But oh like yeah. The schoolwork that was not fun. Okay. No. No, that sucked. No, I mean, we talked and for what we talked about it last episode, like the fact that these professors are really out here expecting you to, to devote hundreds of hours per class per semester. Yeah, they'll be like, you can't do this in my class. My class takes hours of work and dedication and passion. Like, shut up. Yeah. And I also think in college, again, depending on what you do, what associations you're a part of, frats sororities are a huge part of this but networking is instilled in you in college and oh the importance of networking and that's part White of hustle people culture. love networking oh my, oh my god. god i i wrote in the outline and i said i've accepted for years now i'm not a networking person i don't care to ever be a networking person it's not worth sacrificing my mental it's health not. i can't i can't just i can't go to an event like intentionally where i don't know anybody and like happily speak to other people like okay no I just don't get it like it's one thing it is one thing if you I don't know like you had to work on a project with someone in college and you maintain contact with them maybe your friends and then like they can they they present you an opportunity down the road but I don't understand how people that go to these network events that you'll never catch me at by the way um I don't understand how people go to these with the sole purpose of like I, I will need you later down the line. That just seems fake to me. I don't, I've when never I got like it. Part of it, it's half those people that actually think that that net, like networking works. And then two, it's the other half of people who like kind of want to like gloat about like their positions in their companies. I feel like, like, I feel like I, I participated in some of those events in school and it would be people like alumni or something being like, oh yeah, I do this, this, and this now. And like, they don't say any, like, they don't want to know about you. They just want you to know about them. Mm. Well, I think I think networking, unfortunately, does work. It just depends what type it is. Like, I think we have an issue in this country, especially where we've lost sight of hardly any sense of meritocracy, because think about think about how many jobs you didn't get because it went to someone who knew someone in the company. I don't know about you, but that's happened to me quite a few times. Um, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, I, what I'm saying is that it's, it, it happens and it's a, it's a thing and, and yes, it's, no, it's frustrating it, it is for sure. Yes. Um, also I'm, this might relate back to like my love language. I'm very much a quality time person. So like, I don't like when people see my relationship with them as like transactional. Yes. Like I'm very much a relationship building type of person. So like networking is fine if you want to keep in touch and like actually know how I'm doing. And then maybe I can like that. If anything, that'll make me want to think of you more if an opportunity comes up down the line is if I'm like, this person was intentional about like talking to me, reaching out, following up, like building a relationship. But I feel like at this stage in life or at this day and age, networking has just become business card trading and yeah, I'll call you if I see something like. Exactly. And I just think that that's meaningless and, and, uh, you know, emotionless. Like I'm thinking, (sighs) I, I, I don't know. Like, here's a, here's a great example. You know, I have a group chat with uh, Curdy and Alice and Bree, some of my college pals. And literally just yesterday, 
Bree, who just moved to Florida, she's looking for work. She asked in the group chat if Alice, who is studying HR, could look at her resume. And Alice was like, sure, I would love to. Guess what? Because we're friends and Bree realized, oh, I have a good friend who knows about HR. I'll ask her for help. It didn't right. start out as like, oh, right. let me network with an HR person so that they can do this one thing for me and I can never talk to them ever again. Yeah. Yeah. It, I don't know. Maybe some people can do that. Like very extroverted people who don't really like care too much about like getting to know everyone. I don't know. I literally can't. I hate it so much. It's just, it's exhausting. Like you will never catch me at a networking event. Anytime someone mentions a networking <laughs> no. event, I'm, I'm like, what the out. hell even, what do you, oh what do you God. do at a networking event? Like, oh is there God. alcohol? Okay. When I was in college, Marquette got Angela Davis to come to speak on campus. And I oh, got free dope. tickets through the ethnic um, alumni association. And my mentor at the time got us tickets to like the, uh, like, I don't want to say it wasn't an after party because it was before the event, but it was like the same idea where they were like drinks and food and you can mingle and there was networking. And he got mad at me and my friend for not networking. And he's like, I didn't give you guys these invites to just stand here. And I'm like, I can't talk to strangers. I can't, I'm sorry. <laughs> I did get front row seats to Angela Davis though. So that was <laughs> out out to prop low. <laughs> I hope he's listening to this. Uh, he's not, but... <laughs> Well, I don't know. We were talking about the the ghost of the Union Cinema last episode and how he may or may not be listening. You never know. I you you never know, but I I can tell you, Proflo is probably not listening. <laughs> well, he should anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, I well even like outside of shyness and what effect what effect that might have on it. Like, I don't consider myself a shy or necessarily okay, introverted. Can I just say, when you oh. said shyness, I was like, I heard that as like, not shyness, but like shyness, like <laughs> Linus, but with a sh in front of it. And I was like, what is shyness? <laughs> <laughs> it does kind of sound like I was like, <laughs> like for a second, I was like, the hell is he talking about now? Like what word is the word of the day? Shyness? Like I've never heard of this. And then like it hit me and I was like, oh, shyness. It sounds like an Irish beer that tastes like piss. <laughs> like, hey, hit me with the shyness. And an old shyness. <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> shyness. God damn it. Now I can't stop thinking about it. I'm not going to say, it. you, you know, can't what I'm talking unhear about. it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That slash introvertedness, like even beyond that realm, like I don't consider myself necessarily either of those things. I wouldn't consider myself an extrovert. I think you and I have talked about this. I think I'm like an omnivert or whatever you want to call it. So the idea of walking up to someone I don't know and talking to them isn't in it of itself scary or exhausting. It's just the idea of like going to a space where the sole purpose is you're quote unquote connecting with other people to put in your Rolodex or whatever they use these days, I guess your phone <laughs> context list. And it's like, for what? Like, I, I just keep thinking all the time, like maybe I'm naive, but I'm thinking if I was one of those people that had a huge Rolodex of, of other people or a huge LinkedIn account. And someone who I met one time in a networking event, if they messaged me and said, hey, I noticed you're working for this company. Can you put a good word with me? What would motivate me to be, like, be like, sure. Who? Yeah, like, be like, who the fuck are you? So I, I don't get why people think that it's going to be useful, like unless you're making actual friends with people, which which some people might think they're doing by showing up to these things, but I just don't buy that. 
Yeah, the word networking is just an instant turnoff because to me, networking isn't relationship building unless you get like really lucky and you find someone that you want to be homies with. But I think I have yet to do that. Um, I guess I got lucky that like I kind of got to like in my last position, my like part of my job description was to like purposefully build relationships with people in the community and like so that, you know, we could always like have bounce off of each other. But like, I actually got to make some meaningful friendships through that. But so that's like a good networking, but it was never like a intentional like event thing. Like, it, I, I don't know if I see a networking event, I'm going to be like, yay. <laughs> it couldn't be me. Yeah, but also no. granted, I, I just had like a moment of clarity. I do think that it's harder to make friends the older you get. So I could see where, yeah, I can see we're older. We're only like, well, we're both 24. I'm about to be 25, but, um, you know, I, I can, I'm already feeling well, granted. Your we're back hurts. Well, Your no, bones. I was, no, no, I was, well, I am slouching a little bit. I need to fix that. Um, but no, I was talking about like making friends. I'm already starting to feel it. Granted, we're just barely coming out of a pandemic and that's affected friend making but yeah I think it's harder for people to make friends the older they get the more removed from college and like going out you get so I could see why that could be alluring to older folk maybe or even like people in their 30s but still it's like the the pretext of it is business connections that's what it's always right. going to be right exactly yeah at this point my coworkers are my friends I can't I can't just go out in the street and make new friends people try and talk to me at the dog park I'm like okay get away from me please didn't you make a friend in your building <laughs> oh I did okay yeah, yeah. I a friend <laughs> oh my god <laughs> she's patting herself <laughs> on the back <laughs> I, I'm proud of myself yeah okay I take it back I take it back <laughs> yeah you're talking to the guy who's basically who's only two like good friends in the area one of them is from work and one of them I made out with and went on a few dates with <laughs> we are now well, friends. remember you were kind of friends with your neighbor what was his name Mateus, but he's been Mateus. gone. He's been gone for like seven months. <laughs> oh, we miss him. We miss you, Mateus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if he was still here, I would have totally told him about this podcast. I would. I'm sure you would. But he's uh, he's up living it up with his girlfriend in New York. I hope he's happy. Aww. Anyway, um, moving on. Uh, let's see here. Okay, so another like maybe obvious point but I feel like hustle culture emphasizes the myth of the American dream Ooh. aka if you work hard dream big never give it up that you will like wait I said never get up I meant never give up <laughs> <laughs> never get up never get, never up, get kids. up <laughs> um, but if you never get up if you do all those things that you will like 100% without a doubt find success and it actually reminds me I was watching an episode of Shark Tank with my mom last night. Yeah, and, I love Shark Tank. For oh, some me too. It's so funny. It is fun. Um, who's your favorite shark? Oh gosh. Um, who's the woman with the blonde hair? Lori. Okay. Yes. Oh wait, is that the one on TikTok? No, that's Barbara. Okay. Barbara I has like... short hair. Lori. Okay. Has long yes. Hair. Um, Barbara. I like them both. You know. Yeah, I like I do like them both, and I like the basketball guy. What's his name? Mark, Mark Cuban. Yeah, he's pretty cool. 
Yeah, he is pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was watching Shark Tank with my mom and there was this guy, they were doing, you know how they like re- revisit people who have success stories. Yeah. So they were, they were doing that. And this guy was like, he just signed something like a six, Ely, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> are you twerking on camera? I, know, I, I needed to get up to like pull my pants up. I had to do like the jean <laughs> dance. And then I started being like, that was beautiful. I, I just looked up and I was like, what is she doing? Well, I'm trying to make a valid point. <laughs> okay, um, sorry, keep going. Okay, so this guy, you know, they're doing the 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 check-in segment and he had just signed like a $16 million deal for his company that he went on Shark Tank with. And he was like, it just goes to show if you if you follow your dreams and work hard, anything can happen. And I turned to my mom and I was like, only successful people say that once they've, once they've achieved their dream, that's when they say that you don't catch someone who's out here struggling in like Brooklyn, trying to form a career saying, if you follow your dream, I don't know. I just, I just, I don't know. I just, I just thought of some like starving. Zach thinks that Brooklyn is the ghetto. No, 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 no. The reason why I said that is because I picture some like starving fashion designer that's trying to make it. And they have like a four square foot loft. Jenny Humphrey. Who the hell is that? Wait, you didn't watch Gossip Girl? I watched season one. I've forgotten all about it. Okay, Jenny Humphrey, Dan's sister. She was literally that, a struggling fashion designer living in a loft in Brooklyn. Okay, sure. Yes, that's who I was thinking of. So (sighs) no, Brooklyn is not the ghetto. Are you kidding me? Brooklyn is like a second Manhattan at this point. I know, but you said it. (laughs) Sorry. Anyway, this is a long convoluted way of saying that like, uh, I feel like the people that do quote unquote make it, they're the ones that are saying that and perpetuating that myth. Of and course. It doesn't Nobody mean shit. Not doing anything or that's like literally selling drugs or something to get by. It's like, wow, the American dream. Ah. Exactly. Like, it's just, I don't know. It, it, and I also find that I don't want to speak too much to this because I am a white person, but I feel like there is a big subsection of people of color who make it and they really push that narrative oh my god yes they'll be like see look at this guy it'll be like some random black guy and they'll be like racism doesn't exist he's the ceo yeah or like i I, i've i've heard this a lot from uh the latinx community and immigrants that really are like what is the word for it they do it when they'll be like oh see what happens when you go through the whole legal system the right way and you get your green card and become a citizen like this okay i love up. that you're using a white southern accent for them nine sure. times because that's where they live <laughs> okay but is there a word for that though i thought there was a, a word in the discourse racism. for that uh, yeah but it's like it, it's racism within that community is there a word for that racism okay um <laughs> But, but yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's not, that's, I almost said naughty. That's nasty. Um, (laughs) Naughty. (laughs) And also there's a lot of like, I guess we could call them hustlers who like profit off of the common folk that are paying for their like self-help or motivational shit. Like I thought of Jeff Bezos putting fucking, I mean, he obviously didn't himself doesn't put Amazon propaganda on TV, but like literally that's, that's, yeah. yeah, but I meant I meant more long lines of like individuals. So do you know who Ty Lopez is? No. You think okay. all Hispanics know each other? Oh my God. I don't even <laughs> know. I don't even, even know what he is. Yeah, I don't even know what he is. But a, a few years ago on YouTube, it was kind of an inside joke because like every other ad you would get would be this guy in his garage and he's like, just got the new Lambo. And you're like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> 
it was Ty Lopez and he was like this he hold on he, I'm gonna look him up yeah he it's T-A-I um he like oh, made it hi yeah he like made it and now he sells self-help and motivational shit and so he's Ew. profiting off of these people that like want to be like him but i oh like I a just, pyramid scheme i just think it's really insidious like you know you claim that you're a hustler and you hustle to get where you are but now you're profiting off of people who who are doing the same thing because they want to be like google you. lists him as a film producer ew for what what the hell did he produce <laughs> the pavement the fuck is that wait it literally says movies and then it's just one movie it's the pavement movie what is this ew is wait this, what is this is it Who porn is he looks like a porn producer a short film by taylor angle looks like just two straight people looking at each other <laughs> ugly well, good for him, I guess. But but yeah, those people, and you see this all the time, like I'm not on Instagram, but I do watch a lot of video essays on YouTube. And in my research for tonight, I watched this very interesting video essay by Tiffany Ferg. And she was talking about like people on Instagram who have Instagram accounts with like hundreds of thousands of followers that are all about like hustle culture and like, and and they, they make money off of people that follow those accounts. And they oh, just- and people- people will buy followers so that they can use that to get like brand deals. So they'll say that they have like 13,000 followers or whatever, and it'll just be like all bots. <laughs> you, like, you can get a brand deal from just 13,000 followers. I mean, you can get a brand deal from literally anything, like honestly, because huh. micro influencers are really a thing that actually are more effective than like doing deals with larger influencers. But like, a lot of people are saying they think that's how people like Addison Ray and Charlie D'Amelio got so famous because they fucking buy followers and then they're famous because it's like, whoa, these people have hundreds of thousands of followers. And it's like, if they're not real people, it doesn't really matter. But nobody thinks to look at that. I mean, that's actually very valid because like, where is the talent with those three? Right. They don't do anything. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I don't want to tear down literal kids, but like, they literally don't do anything. Oh, and they're adults. Have you ever seen... Charlie D'Amelio is like 17. I'm looking at their age. They're literally kids. <laughs> but like, have you oh, ever seen right. them Shit. come up on your For You page too? Like their content is not good enough to circulate on its own. Like they definitely at least started off buying followers and maybe gained more. But it's like the whole reason they're famous is because they have a lot of followers. <laughs> Thanks, Sherry, for your input. Um, okay, so yeah, Charlie is 17, but her sister and Addison Ray are 19 and 20, respectively. So we can tear them down all we want. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, and yes, I did just Google that. Um, but yeah, that's that's annoying. It's probably because they got rich families. Again, connections and money. Exactly. Well, exactly. That's the thing. Like they probably could they probably did buy their followers because they had the money to, and now they're just getting richer and richer for no reason. You heard it here first. Addison Ray bought followers. Oh my god! Unconfirmed. Did you, see, did you see what she was wearing at the MTV Movie and TV Awards last night? No, but I want to know, and I'm going to Google that. You have too. to look it up. Wait, find the video of her doing this, where she's like, <laughs> yes. "What?" Okay, I'll have to look that up. Find later. it. It's so funny. Somebody, I can send you a TikTok. It's really funny. Wait, what is she? <laughs> Oh my lord. Dude, I know. I don't what know. What the hell Who, is this? Homegirl is hanging out with the Kardashians and she got that styled. That's okay, funny. wait, 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 wait. Though this 17 magazine 
headline is kind of sexist. It just says Addison Ray wore a bra on the MTV Movie Awards red carpet. Okay, they act like that's the worst thing that's ever graced the MTV Movie Awards red carpet. Like, yeah, but also like this isn't even really a bra. It's like a strip of yeah fabric. It, it's yeah, like know your fashion terms, Seventeen magazine. Um. Anyway, moving on. Uh. So there is a certain irony that comes with hustle culture, which is that its participants seem to like preach that they're avoiding traditional nine, like the traditional nine to five work grind. But in actuality, hustle culture itself is just a reactionary product of the grind. It's just taken on a new form. Like you're not avoiding the grind. You're just grinding on your own terms or your own time, which I guess to some people might be preferable, but you're still a product of it. I hate right. people that are like, I've risen above. I'm my own boss. It's like, no, you're I've not. Risen above. <laughs> you're not, bro. You're not your own boss. You're That's still- like girl boss language. Hey, girl boss. Like, no, stop. <laughs> yeah, for, for women, it's a girl boss. And for men, it's like lions with motivational quotes over their faces. <laughs> <laughs> At first, I thought you were saying lions is like a term, like you call them lions, but it's like actual lions. <laughs> No, like actual like like lions with like white text over their face. It's like, be your own boss, be your own success. No, I hate that. I don't want to be my own boss. Don't put that on me. <laughs> I, I will tell myself <laughs> to do nothing. But yeah, and, and and those types of things, they just they emphasize like productivity. I think I think hustle culture it it perpetuates an obsession with productivity and it guilts people who don't make the most out of their time and in the outline I was like whatever the fuck that means because who is it who is anyone else to tell you what making the most of your time is I can't tell you how many times I've gotten you need to be better at time management like bro what like let me do my thing in the at the pace that works for me like y'all just want me to do stuff quick and sloppy so that I can do more stuff quick and sloppy yeah, like whatever happened to getting a deadline on something and that being okay if you got it in on the deadline. Yeah, oh my, oh, I don't want to think about it. Oh. Like like if we're going back to, I'm just going to say the name because Leah said the name 17 times during our Institutional no! Racism episode. But no! at the rep, at Milwaukee Repertory Theater, this happened to me all the time where, where like my bosses would, would come up to me and I would ask, I'd be like, when do you need this done by? And they'd be like, as soon as possible. I'm like, okay, do you actually need it done as soon as possible? Because I have other things to do that you gave me like four days ago. And it's just like, they, you know, it, and it's not even companies themselves. Like if we're, if we're turning this background to hustle culture and the people that perpetuate it, like the so-called hustlers, it's like this social media content that's saying like, okay i'll frame it in this way because i also put this in the outline i think this idea of the grind has also bled into workout culture and workout culture is like its own little thing but it's very much similar where it's like don't stop like power on use your free time to do this like never stop i can't i it's like yeah oh i I can't i can't it's glamorizing a whole bunch of things glamorizing lack of sleep it's glamorizing having no free time it's glamorizing having no time for friends or family it's just like work 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 lift 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 you know diet diet like it's 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 crazy yeah the gym tan laundry thing has completely changed to just be like gym work cry (laughs) wait gym gym tan laundry what the hell did you say 
So not only did you not watch Gossip Girl, you also didn't watch Jersey Shore by, were you ever in eighth grade? Honestly. Okay. In eighth grade, I was reading comic books and playing with my dog. (laughs) Well, you could have turned on MTV and gotten real entertainment. Okay. Were you going to All my eighth grade. Okay. Are you? Okay. You're going to specify Jim Tan laundry. Okay. Vinny, uh, Mike, the situation and Ronnie used to do gym tan laundry every day. They called it GTL and they would go to the gym together. They would go tanning and then they would do their laundry oh. and they would be like GTL. Like that was a thing. Oh my God. It's like one of my favorite cultural phenomenons ever. Like Oh my God. I love Jersey Shore. I don't know why. It's just like so ridiculous. <laughs> the only, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I've seen like smatterings of scenes here and there, but the only one I truly remember is Snooki getting punched in the foot, in the face at that. <gasps> okay. That, that was like actually, yeah, like a really big deal at the time when it happened. Um, yeah. It was scary. Um, yeah. Cause it was a guy that punched her and he was Yeah. Men hate women. Newsflash. Yeah, but I feel like the TikToks that people make now of Jersey Shore are actually really funny. So if they ever come across your page, Jerry loves Jersey Shore too. <laughs> Preach, sis. <laughs> um. Anyway, so you were saying like they said gym tan laundry. I think the new version of that would be like work, eat, gym. Not even yeah, because on top of that, now there's all the people that are famous on Instagram for making those low carb um, Instagram reels. They'll be like, "You ever okay? Have you ever seen people make the make uh, duets on TikTok of that girl that's like, have you ever made a chicken and veggie one pan meal?'" And they go, yes. "No." <laughs> <laughs> okay, that girl's like actually really popular on Instagram because she makes all of these low carb meals, but it's just like it's nasty. <laughs> It's not nasty. Her food actually looks good. But the thing that, I mean, I have issues with diets and keto and all that crap, but. We should have an episode about that. Yeah. Write that down. Uh, Shuri, uh, write it down. (laughs) Oh shit. I'm actually typing on the outline. (laughs) I can hear your keys. And then it popped up on the outline. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because I typed it right in the middle of dream big. Oh my God. But yes, you're right. The eating part is a thing because now I feel like talking about food and creating content about food is like contributing to the toxic hustle culture on both sides, like work and working out. This is why I don't work out. (laughs) That's not why I don't work out. Okay, no. I don't know. If If I had a long day at work, like I had a lot of shit to do and I had to choose between exercising and taking a minute to myself which one do you think i'm going to choose like i'm i'm sorry Me time yeah exactly um <laughs> uh anyway uh let's see what we got up next here oh okay so i was kind of conflicted about how to frame this so i'm glad that you seem to have some thoughts but i wrote like this the same it's often young folk that do it, which is why I said young folk, but I said the same young folk who condemn capitalism also seem to gleefully participate in the hustle and like multiple things can be true at the same time, which, you know, you've taught me, but I don't know. I'm conflicted because I, I've seen 
people on TikTok or other social media or whatever, and they're like, fuck capitalism, blah, blah, blah. Capitalism is the root of it. But then they're out here with like two side hustles and they're working 50 hours a week and they seem to very much be like, oh, the hustle. And I'm conflicted because they might be in that position where it's like they have to do that and I'm just making an assumption. But also that could come across as a little hypocritical. So I'm going to make the sweeping judgment and say that the people who are under the age of like 35 that do that, or I guess anybody that falls into the millennial category. So I guess that kind of is like 35 to 40 ish people. I'm going to say they are doing that because they have to, because like, think about how millennials and Gen Z are literally like financially fucked at this point because of like student debt. And then like the economy has been shit our whole lives <laughs> like things like that that have contributed to us just like not having the same monetary benefits as like the boomers ew I said that really weird the boomers <laughs> <laughs> the shyness <laughs> as like you know like we're it's I think that's it's it's pretty well known at this point that like a lot of us are struggling so I think that's part of it. I think a lot of people do have some type of hustle and like promote their hustle because like, because also they're so just like their jobs might just be so mind numbing and boring that like they find joy in their hobbies. And if they can make extra money out of those hobbies then it's better than nothing because who knows where that can take you. And, you know, again, like we all have student debt. We're all like pretty screwed financially so <laughs> it's helpful but also I think we struggled with this too um, when we were establishing like our organization's values at work we were like okay can we actually preach being an anti-capitalist organization and then still be like please donate twenty dollars and 21 cents if you support this kind of work in the MPS high schools like it just doesn't work because at the end of the day like we exist in a capitalist society and that's none of our faults like Sure, we hate capital. Of course, we hate capitalism. It screwed us all over and it sucks. But like, we alone can't change that until we get to a point like as an as a whole society where we can actually change that. But I mean, you kind of have to be some on some level, like you have to just you have to support capitalism because you need to live like we needed to live. Very well said. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better. I did think, however, of a different way to frame this conundrum a completely different way. Those people that I'm thinking specifically of TikTok, and I'm hoping that you've gotten some of these so that you can provide some commentary, but there are TikToks of people. It's always New York City. It's always goddamn New York City. And it's like a day in my life in New York City. And like, they're like, today I went to this photo shoot. I took photos for this magazine. And then I went and took a two hour lunch with my friends and I was home by five to catch the sunset. And they're all like, I worked so hard. Are you talking about Salem? who that girl who's like a model you've definitely seen her like she has like Maybe. all the freckles I, on her face i'm not i'm not thinking of a specific person but there's oh, a shit okay. ton of those like a day in my life in new york city and i feel like they're dancing around the fact that you have outside support like you have rich oh, parents you have to especially yeah, but that, in new york there's no way <laughs> yeah but this is what i'm saying like I, those people that 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 they indulge in the image of hustling as like what like an aesthetic or a way to get followers it's like there's yeah, no way in hell there's no way in hell love the business look 
Yeah, that's that's frustrating to me. And I'm glad that like most of the time, if I look in the comments, people are like, this is not what your life is going to like. This is not what New York is like. Because it's like, yeah, there's no way in hell you're you're in your 20s. You live in a one bedroom in New York, like in a high rise and you go out and you take photos at a, for a magazine. And that's what you do for your quote unquote hustle. And you have all the money to pay for all the things. Either you got rich parents or a sugar daddy or you're committing a crime and you have money on the side. <laughs> Actually, yes. And I would also like to comment on the sugar daddy thing because I saw a very interesting TikTok recently where someone was like, oh, um, don't like it was in reference to those types of videos where people would be like, oh, a day in my life of a sugar baby. And they'll just be like, don't make it look like you can make $500 literally just by like going out to lunch with an older man or like literally just by taking pictures with him or something. They were like, you know, he's I mean, he's literally, like, you know, he's touching you or like, you know, you're doing more than that, but you're making it seem like you don't have to. And you're getting like younger women stuck in like some sort of trap because they think, oh, I can be a sugar baby and I won't have to touch anyone or I won't have to be touched or whatever. And it's like, that's 99% of the time. That's not the case. Like if you find a guy that will pay you money just to show up at lunch with him and his friends, like that's awesome. Good for you. But that is not the reality of like the sugar baby hustle. Exactly. Like, that's actually a really good point. Because I do know that, especially in, you know, like, like larger cities, a lot of young women and, you know, very twinkish young men as well. <laughs> um, they they see an opportunity for them to do that as as its own side hustle. Now, granted, some people, some of them do realize that, yeah, there's sex involved and they're willing to do that. And that in and of itself is a hustle, but you're right. Like, like, right. It's totally different if you're willing to have sex, but I feel like the way that yeah. people mislead it on social media, just for like the clout or for those videos, it's like so many people get stuck in this game when they thought they, when they went into it, thinking that they wouldn't have to do all of that. And exactly. Like kind of scary. Exactly. I actually find the whole sugar baby world extremely fascinating there's a show i really like well first of all i just like lisa ling i don't know if you're familiar um but she's a badass journalist and she has a series called this is life and they're just like little 40 minute episodes about subcultures in america there's like three seasons i think it's on hbo max right now but um one of her very first episode was about sugar babies in uh chicago i think and I was like glued to that screen. Like there's so many different types of relationships and and the it was focused only on women, um, but so many different women that pursue that. And I was like, again, respect the hustle. I actually really do respect the sugar baby hustle. Like if you're willing to just own it and be like, sure. The confidence, I'll... I could never. <laughs> yeah. And then there's a myth too that you have to be quote unquote conventionally attracted to be a sugar baby. You'd be surprised. Yeah, there's you some would ugly. You'd be surprised. Well, okay, that's not kidding. what I didn't mean. <laughs> ugly, like I just meant like, you know, you don't have to be wafer thin or like have giant breasts to be a sugar baby. Like put yourself out there. I love how this has turned into an advertisement yeah, for sugar, sugar culture. Um, but anyway. Sugar culture. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Um, I just made it up. I don't know. If anyone's into like watching American Crime Story, the, the second season they did, which you know I love the Gianni Versace season that was really actually more about his murderer. Um, oh, yes. Darren Chris plays Andrew Kananen and 
the I don't know if this is like actually accurate. I'm sure it was because of like one of his first murder victims was one of the guys who was like was his sugar daddy, but he would um, also do that. And he was living in mansions and eating lobsters. I myself do enjoy a lobster <laughs> now and then. You don't like lobster? I don't like seafood, bro. You know this. Oh my gosh, I know, but it just is like so shocking to me. So wait, you don't like sushi? That would qualify as seafood, yes. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> so it's um, really just like a sweeping all seafood is a no. Have you had sushi? Fish uh, sushi, why? not veggie sushi? I think maybe I had one piece at one point. Mm. why can't we just accept zach's dislike because sushi's like really fucking good <laughs> well i guess i'm gonna have to miss out on that for the rest of my life because couldn't be me <laughs> you don't have to though okay sorry this isn't a sushi oh, i want episode, to but yeah it's it's not a sushi episode it's not a sugar baby episode but we made it one yeah um, we did we do have, I believe, one more thing to touch on, which you also, you kind of alluded to already, um, but I don't know. I Again, I, I've i started to do a tad bit of research for these episodes just to get my mind going about what to talk about. And one of the articles I read, I believe it was a New York Times article, was talking about monetization of hobbies and how like that really didn't used to be a thing before like the 2000s rolled around the internet has made it so easy to monetize your hobbies honestly well it's free advertising well yeah well it's interesting because the the article it talked about how like you know in early days of america for instance you could do that because the market was so small so like you know the market was small and entertainment options were limited so people did have hobbies like making shoes you know, like that would be considered a hobby. And then that was a trade. But these days in the age of the internet, obviously that world has exploded and a hobby could be pretty much anything. And, you know, the a hobby could take the form of a service. It could take the form of a product like it usually does. I know Ely's going to talk about Etsy in a second, but yeah, I just think that's, that's interesting because that's become, I think the most rampant side hustle is people who decided to turn their hobby into some sort of a business. Yes. Um, and for a while, like, I feel like it's been especially happening in the times of the pandemic, either because like people lost their full-time jobs or they were furloughed or whatever. And they started picking things up and realized they could make money, but just like maybe people were doing this stuff before and now it's just easier to see, but like on TikTok, there's a whole like realm of like small business TikTok. And I would say a lot of it is women who make earrings and women who make stickers. And it's an extremely oversaturated market, but everyone thinks that they're doing something unique, which in the case, some people are, but yeah, I think a lot of people during the pandemic had just turned to doing that, which I guess is fine. I mean, a lot of us were bored too. And by seeing people on the internet, doing it they people think oh I, I can do that too and like I said before the internet kind of allows you to have free advertising like if you make a really good TikTok showing off your product and you upload it and it gets two million views like you just advertised your business and you didn't pay TikTok anything for it like you just made your video and now your sales are going up because of it so that's another thing you want me to talk about Etsy 
Well, yeah, you're the one that dropped that little nugget in the outline. So, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I know. I didn't know if we were like at that point yet or whatever. Go but, off. Go off. Um, the thing is, I'm like, I don't know what the actual numbers, but I'm so curious to know how much Etsy has made on like listing fees alone in like the last year and a half, I would say, because of the pandemic and because of how many people have probably launched small businesses that wouldn't have before because Etsy charges you like a couple of cents every time you list an item. Actually, it might be more than that. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure it's like a couple of cents. I don't know though. Don't quote me on that. I don't own a small business. Um, Let me Google while you continue talking. Yeah, Etsy does charge you. And I know of a few artists um, that I follow on the internet that have said like, oh, I'm trying to find a different way to sell things because Etsy is starting to get really expensive or it's just to the point where they have so many listings that they're paying continuously for all of these listings and it's eating up like thousands of dollars. Like there's an artist that I follow that has, she sells like a ton of stuff, but she like annually spends thousands of dollars on just Etsy listings. Like it's insane. Yeah, it's so here on, I'm on Etsy's website. It says 20 cents for each item listed. And then there's a tra transaction fee of 5% of the displayed price per sale. So the, they're taking two streams of revenue okay. per item sold. Yeah, that's insane. And now Instagram has started operating, not similar to Etsy, but like they have a feature on Instagram where you can sell stuff on Instagram. And I'm imagining that it probably costs people money to use that tool as well. But I don't know all the deets on that. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And we're not, we're not um, critiquing people that make money off their hobbies. If anything, I think this oh, no. is our, this is a critique it, on the corporate companies, yeah. like making money off of people just trying to enjoy themselves and make some more money. And this is the thing too. I always say this, you really like when people, oh, you need to get a hobby. You need to do this and this. It's like some people literally can't afford to have hobbies. When I first started painting last year, I spent like $200 just buying like basic painting stuff. And it was like, I had the money at the time, which is kind of weird, but like I had the money because I was getting, um, severance money and I had, <laughs> I had my tax return. It like worked out that no I was rent. like, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. I actually, yeah. The most money I've had <laughs> is when I was unemployed, but yeah, like you really have to have money to make money. Like that's a 100% real thing. People, oh, just start a business. Again, with the American dream crap, it's like, you really can't, like you need to have money. Like look at all of these billionaires, like Elon Musk got money, had money already. Like all these guys that make it seem like they worked their way up, like they had money. They got huge loans from family members so they didn't have to like pay them back or like get interest rates out the wazoo. Like it really is just an endless cycle. So don't talk to me about the American dream ever. Exactly. And, and I, I know we generally like to end on something positive. Actually, I have a positive thing we can end on, but I'll save that for now. But yeah, this is, this is what I mean. And I haven't really been able to like articulate this to my parents or, or, or people who aren't in it. But when I talk about like, being exhausted lol the title of this podcast but no. like, <laughs> being exhausted by capitalism and just work culture and all this like the the whole competitiveness of it and uncertainty of it that is just a, a given for us these days it, it is terrifying it's stressful 
it's exhausting. And when I even think about like the future, like what I have to do to secure a future for myself or um, a partner or loved ones, or God forbid, even like children that might enter the picture. Like it's Ugh. just, it's just taxing to think about. It's just taxing to think about because that certainty that was afforded to previous generations who really had it made when it came to working and, and security of their future, it just doesn't exist anymore. And it's, it's worse than that. It's gotten to a point where that bubble is getting pretty damn close to bursting because the population is huge. The opportunities are small. The amount of educated people is huge. Like it's just so many things rubbing up against each other. And it's very easy to feel like you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. And that's why like, yes, I want to celebrate the people who are able to succeed in doing what they quote unquote love. But at the same time, when those same people turn around and they're like, you got to hustle, you got to grind. It, it makes me not want to care. You know, it makes me in a way not want to chase my dreams because if it, if it's going to take that much mental and physical work to get there where I'm sacrificing my life to do so, why would I want to do that? It's just a very tough place to be in. It is. Yeah, I agree. It's awful. I actually saw a really funny TikTok today. Sorry. I've brought up TikToks like 80 times in just like this one recording. (laughs) I saw a TikTok of this girl and she was like, I just started realizing she was like, spend all your money. (laughs) She said, don't save anything because we're literally going to be underwater in five minutes, like in reference to the climate crisis. And I was like, maybe that's it too. Like we don't care because we're subconsciously thinking like we're not going to be here for much longer or we're not going to have a functioning society for much longer. So it's just like, why am I putting in what? No, that is, that is legit. And I think we, oh yeah, we tried like telling Debbie about this back in the Oh, that's weird. I just said Debbie, but she's going to listen to this. Oh, <laughs> well, well, we, we tried telling my mom about this back in the generationalism episode where it's like, yeah, like truly when I think about that's, that's where some of the stress comes in because it's like, what the hell even does retirement mean? Like that is in a traditional sense, 40 years away what the hell is the world going to be like in 40 years for us? I genuinely do Rusty. not know. Uh, I, I, I just do not know. Like I'm, I'm trying to, maybe I need to probe her brain more about this, but I can imagine like when she was a child, for instance, that like American optimism was still very much alive and it is dead. Like it is dead, shot down, gutted. It is not coming back. Like, honestly. And I feel like that's yeah. true for both sides. Like the left, I guess you could say, thinks that like the climate crisis is going to end us and like the right thinks that like socialism is going to end us. Like nobody thinks that anything is going to make it out the way that it is now. <laughs> for real or not, like it's more than just the climate crisis for me. Like, yeah, I'm anxious about the planet. I just read a new story yesterday that we're like a, a, a Swedish backed study says that like if we don't get to net zero emissions by... 2040 like we are literally fucked like like humans will not survive until 2100 okay i don't want to talk about it anymore (laughs) i'm sorry but yeah it's like it's it's that's a very real things but it's not just that it's like look at what's going on in gaza right now like the threat of yeah war just seeing humans kill other humans like senselessly also terrifies me because it's like how far are we willing to go just like as a human race it's it's very scary 
Exactly. So it's just, it's a lot and it's constantly, you know, it's, it's, it's the definition of like, if you put too much thought into it, it will get to you. And some people have a lot more mental fortitude with that than others. You know, like for me, I think it's relatively easy for me to be able to flip that switch and, and, and go into that, like what I'll call blissful ignorance mode, because it's like, I have to, I have to, in order to stay sane and actually try and enjoy my life. So I think in a, in a weirdly morbid sense, I don't know if you feel this way, but I'm trying to achieve happiness, not by working towards solving the problem, but almost like forgetting that problems exist because I genuinely believe that solutions will not be reached in my lifetime, which is really well, dark to and think. And I have to tell myself too, like, I cannot think like the solution to all of these issues lies solely with myself and with my own work. So it's like, whether I'm like, yeah, sure. Like keep standing up for what you believe in and like go for it. But if you're tired one day, or if you feel like you don't have the resources to keep going, or if you feel like you're not doing enough, just remember that like, this does not ride on you as an individual, it rides on the people that created our society that are now gone, the people that are running our society that are stupid. And like the rest of us who are left to educate ourselves and who are left to, you know, work together to build something better, probably yes, for not us, but the generations to come after us. So I, I, that I, I do sometimes get stuck in like a, a loop thinking like, oh my God, there's this going wrong and this going wrong. But then I have to just stop myself and be like, honestly, like you alone can't stop the things that are happening like halfway across the world. Like there's nothing I personally can do to fix that myself. Like I can share things and talk to people and like see where I can help from my seat here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but I cannot fix the world alone. And so it either needs to be switched to like more of a collective effort or yeah I don't know but that's just what brings me like back to center is just being like this isn't on you so don't think of it as something on you very true and this seems like a good opportunity to emphasize just because I just thought in my head I was like or we need to wait for these old farts in Congress to die out but that is not the answer we need to vote these old farts in Congress out and get some new minds in that are actually willing to take action on things. And that doesn't just go for our government. Obviously not every government has a Congress, but you know what I mean? Vote them out. Yeah. Um, okay, so I have a headache now thinking about all these dark things, but uh, back to that. Well, before we get back to that positive note, I, I thought of, do you have anything else you'd like to discuss for this episode? Nah. Okay. I'm depressed enough. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Um, all right. So as for that positive note, looking to the future and not the distant future, the immediate future, we, oh, there's a fly. I got it. <laughs> Ew, what? It wasn't a house fly. It was a tiny fly. So therefore the oh. detritus on my hand is relatively minimal. I know you love that word. Detritus. Sometimes that word pops into my head and I'm like, <laughs> It's Detritus is now right next to it is shyness. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. I'm going to be trying to go to bed tonight and I'll just, my eyes will pop open. Be like, like shyness, shyness, shyness. 
Shinnis? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, nah. the positive note. Next week's episode is going to be a little different. And by a little different, I mean a little fun. Yeah, and we also still haven't figured out how we're recording it. So <laughs> yeah. stay tuned. We're, we're going to figure it out. But what we do know is that we're going to be in the same room. Me, 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 me. Going to be in the same room. Yeah, that's pretty much all that's going to be different, but it'll lead to some interesting results. Yeah. We'll There'll probably that. also be alcohol present. Yeah, we haven't, if you want evidence as to like how we, you know, we keep this podcast running, but we do plan kind of last minute. Um, we don't quite know what we're going to do, but we have an inkling of an idea. So stay tuned and listen to next week. Now, granted, by the time this episode goes up, we will have already recorded that fun time. But I, it'll, it'll be, it'll go well. It'll be interesting until, well, we got to figure out how to record it first, but we will. <laughs> yes, it'll happen. We promise. Yeah, we, we promise. Even if it's an iPhone voice note. <laughs> we'll have some interesting things to talk about because the day before you're taking me to a baseball game. You're right. Okay. Also, I got an email today that was like, oh my God, tickets for this game are six bucks in this specific seating area. Like, get your $6 tickets today. And I'm like, why didn't y'all send me this before when I already bought the <laughs> tickets at full price? Wait, where, where, where are our tickets? Where are our seats? Um, we're sitting in Terrace Box. So it's pretty high up, but it's like, oh. it's nice. That's where Morgan and I sat for opening day. And then we went to another game and we sat in those same seats and they're pretty good. Like you can see everything, which is why I like sitting there. But the seats that are $6 are in like the Miller Lite party deck and you get like uh, drink vouchers and t-shirts and shit. And uh, it's usually pretty transfer? fun. Can we transfer? No. We can't transfer seats? No. I want to be on the Miller party deck. Too bad. Uh, okay, well, I'm still going to drink and be merry anyway. Um, I, I hope that they do the weenie run from the parking lot like we discussed a couple oh, of weeks ago. Oh, they will. They will. Oh, good. The sausage race. I'm sorry. I called it the weenie run again. Yeah, stop doing that. That's gross. It's more fun. No, weenie, it's not. More fun, the weenie run. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you again. I haven't seen Ely in the flesh for almost a year. It doesn't even feel, I feel like though, like it's crazy that it's been that long because I feel like it hasn't because we do this every week. Yeah, but we didn't we didn't start that until March, so I it know. had been like it I think had it's been because we Snapchat so much that it's like I feel like I see you like your face every day, so like I know like how you look. I don't know. That's true. Although it made me very sad. I I I, I feel like it's my fault, but I the streak we had like a four hundred and. 50 day snap streak going and I ended it when I went to Boston with Nick and no. I felt terrible. Oh, yeah, you did end it in Boston. Oh, you dumb idiot. I blame the Bostonians. They're rude. <laughs> um, but yes, I'm very excited to see you. I, I know I'm probably going to tear up a little bit when I run into your arms. Oh God. I'm excited <laughs> to drink with you. And we'll have do- only Milwaukee beers. Also, I just want you to know ahead of time, my tolerance has like gone to hell. Like I cannot drink anymore. (laughs) I had three beers with lunch the other day and I was literally puking by 10 PM. I swear to God, I puked. Girl. It was so bad. Three (laughs) beers. I know. And then I told, 
told Morgan and she was like, well, when was the last time you drank? And I was like, yeah, I think it was like two weeks ago when I was in Madison with you. And she was like, yeah, I think that's it. Okay. Let the listeners, let it be known to listeners though. It was her idea to go to a brewery tour on my birthday. I know. I thought about that while I was puking. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Just don't drink anything at brunch beforehand and maybe it'll right. be fine. Or maybe I need to like prime my stomach at brunch beforehand. Who says you'd be driving? I could, well, that's right. It's my birthday. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. I have the lowest tolerance. I will be driving. Or maybe but it's fine because at the brewery the tour, tolerance. no, at the brewery tour, they only give you half pours. So I would just limit myself. We could take a ride chair. No, I don't want to do that. Cause then you have to okay. find a ride chair to get home. And it's like, sometimes you are stuck. We'll figure it out. Anyway. Um, thank you for listening. Tune in for next week. Uh, we're not telling you what the topic is. Cause maybe there isn't one, but we're going to be together. Ooh, so. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we'll um, just sit in silence and you'll just hear us breathing. <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> It'll be like a little ASMR. We'll be like, we, we could do a mukbang. <laughs> and we'll just be that's like. That's actually a really. <laughs> okay, that's stop. A, that's actually really good I idea. will buy $50 worth of Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My 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 rectum would not like that, but I could go for fifty dollars of Culver's or something that I can't get here on the East Coast. <gasps> Culver's, oh, oh I love Culver's. Good ideas. Ooh, okay, yeah. Okay, well, have a good night. Thanks for listening. We'll catch oh, yeah, you on the flippity night. flip. On the flippity flop. Okay, you Where's can stop. Where's the water bottle? I don't know. Oh, it's stop over the recording. How do I stop? <laughs>